Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rihanna, and welcome or welcome back to Fresh Off the Broke. Fresh Off the Broke is about personal experiences growing up Asian American in a predominantly white community, Asian media, and Asian pop culture in general. Race has always been a sensitive topic. Every day, there are debates over race. With our podcast, we intend to shed light on the experiences of first-generation Asian immigrants, not put them on a pedestal. We understand that race isn't everything, but there should be an acknowledgement of people of color, the knowledge gap, and the racial divide that will ideally be broken. Now that that's out of the way, let's get into the episode. Before we reveal today's topic, we just want to acknowledge that this marks our 10th episode. Whether this is your first episode or your 10th, thank you so much for tuning in. We always joke about no one listening, but there are actually a few people who do, and that genuinely means a lot to us. So we want to celebrate our 10th episode, but you know what we shouldn't celebrate? What? (laughs) We shouldn't celebrate white people for being anti-racist. Ooh, tea. And you know what? That just so happens to be our episode today, so... Let's get into it. It's not like we we chose this topic just so we could have that segue that wasn't even that smooth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it took 50 takes in case you couldn't tell. Yes. That delivery? Perfect. Also an hour (laughs) to choose. (laughs) No, what are you talking about? A minute. Yeah, yeah. We just just got on call. The grind. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, Rihanna. That was a really strong accusation. Did, did I say something? Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> the first thing we're going to get into is performative activism, which is a very heavy topic, but who cares? Yes. <laughs> Considering what is going on in the current world, I don't know why I worded it like that, but there's a lot of performi- performative activism going on. And um, we just so happened to be watching it live through our peers, which uh, kind of sad, but... Yeah. Honestly, I could go on Instagram right now and check my stories, and half of them would be someone flexing about being anti-racist. Yes. Speaking of flexing about being anti-racist, I actually, lately, I've seen a lot of people flexing about watching 13 and other movies trying to make it seem like because they saw a movie about systemic racism and how uh I'm just talking about 13 in general but how like mass incarceration mass incarceration is that how you say the word Mm -hmm. um affects the black community way more than it affects uh other ethnic groups and it was just so annoying because the thing is, I think it's good that people are taking this time to educate themselves, mm-hmm. but it goes beyond watching one movie or one documentary yeah. and flexing about it. While that can pressure your peers to go do it as well, it sends off a weird message because if I pressure someone to watch a documentary about coronavirus racism, I'm just saying that because I'm Chinese, and then they feel pressured to watch it, and then they watch it, does that mean that after they watch it, they don't feel bad anymore? Yeah. It's almost as if, like, it's enabling that whole mentality of, I've watched this, which means I'm in the clear now. I don't need to really do anything because my free pass is, I watched this movie, 
the same as those people that say, oh, I'm not racist. I voted for Obama. You know what I mean? Like, just because yeah. you did that one thing that happened to be related to a certain ethnic group, it means that you're just completely clear. Mm-hmm. You're in the clear, you're not. And that's not how it works. And anti-racism isn't something to, to flex. You shouldn't, people shouldn't be applauded and praised just because they're anti-racist. Like, wow. Good for you. People shouldn't be celebrated for being a, a decent human being. Like, that's, it's just something that should be the bare minimum, you know? Yeah. I don't know. There's just, especially, like, celebrities doing it. Like, we shouldn't be, I can't really think of specific examples, but we shouldn't be idolizing celeb- celebrities even more for doing what they should, you know? Yeah, there were uh, a few white celebrities that people were praising because they donated money. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing that they donated money, but I don't think that that should be something where you just put them on a pedestal because they did something with their wealth. Yeah. Because celebrities and rich people in general, they have a lot of wealth. And they can they can afford to donate a lot of money. You know, some people can't, which is mm-hmm. which is a different thing. But I don't think that just because someone donated money, that they're automatically an angel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a good thing, but yeah, it's not, you know, it would be better if we like people as a whole got to a point where that was just what should be done. You know, like I don't know. Especially in, um, I hate how I'm relating it to this, but like the K-pop industry, idols always donate money to certain charities, but they don't make a big deal out of it. Like they don't talk about it at all. If anything, that's what should be happening. Yeah, I think, um, I agree with you. I think that people shouldn't, and this isn't calling out a specific celebrity in general, but as much as it's a nice call to action to other people to say, I donated this much to whatever you should too, mm-hmm. it it kind of feels like they're taking them, putting themselves off the hook. You know, they're, they're taking themselves off the thing just because they already donated. Yeah. It's like, you and, can't attack me anymore. I'm publicly going out and telling you I donated this much. Yeah, and a lot of the time celebrities that make secret donations it's the foundations or the organizations that put it out in the news yeah i mean i don't know if maybe this would be pretty evil but imagine a celebrity pretending to make a secret donation and then telling the organization to make it news so that it doesn't look like i can imagine someone doing that yeah same people do whatever they want just for clout just so But yeah, (laughs) speaking of clout, I can't speak on Um, behalf of the Black community, mm -hmm. but I I know, like, when the whole Blackout Tuesday happened, a lot of people from the Black community were saying, we didn't want this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just think that another thing that seems very much, like, sus and performative activism is 
I was on, like, just looking through filters on Instagram, and there's a Black Lives Matter filter that just puts it over your face. <laughs> and it was made by a white guy. I don't know. I feel like that's one of those things where it's like, now you're turning a social movement into a filter, a face filter that you can, I don't know, that, I guess it's good that, but then again, there's a weird line between um, awareness on social media and just making it a trend, you know? Yeah, I agree. Because, for example, an organization, they can start uh, an event or a movement, a project in general, and they could ask people to make videos and reshare under a certain hashtag. Yeah. Which is how you get projects moving, right? Mm-hmm. But then when you make something into a filter, I mean, it also depends on who's making it and with what, with what intention. Yeah. But as nice as it is to use social media to raise awareness and social media, it's such a big part of our culture now. Mm-hmm. Social media is also very... After 24 hours, I don't care anymore. After three hours, I don't care anymore. After I post it, I don't care anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of people that repost something. And then if you were to ask them about the topic, they'd say, oh, I actually don't, I don't know. I just like saw that post and I thought it was cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Don't ask. (laughs) Um, Especially on TikTok, I think it's great that the whole ACAB thing is, you know, people are, more people are aware of it, but because of just our, especially Gen Z and how Gen Z views social issues, they make a lot of it into a meme, which I guess some people can say that, you know, they're integrating it into our own culture of Gen Z and like making it relevant to us which should be in the first place but there's like all this like Manny you know Manny from um Diary of a Wimpy Kid oh yeah I saw that yeah those memes and it's like I don't know I don't know how I feel about it I don't know how people from the black community feel about it but for me personally which this is just my opinion I'm not part of the right community to be talk about this but like it feels very meme to me like, I don't, it, I don't feel like it's an appropriate thing to joke about. Black Lives Matter is not something that you should be memeing. It's something that is real. It's happening. It's not a joke, even if the joke is put in an innocent way, you know? Yeah, that's how the author felt, too. Someone asked him about uh, how, he, how he felt about Manny being used as a symbol quote-unquote, for ACAB, and uh, he was not very happy about it. Uh, Actually, this is a little call-out-y of me, but some people from our school, I saw some people from our school spray-painting Manny. Are you serious? Yeah. They they didn't even, they didn't do it once. They drew it multiple times at some part. I just feel like, I don't know. If it was, like, black teens who made this whole thing that started it. Because all what I'm seeing, it's just a bunch of white kids who are drawing Manny and being like, A-cab, A-cab. It's like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I do know how I feel about it, but I don't know if I should be feeling that way. I don't know how people 
feel about ah? Uh, nah. uh, <laughs> two things. The first thing is I actually noticed that a lot of accounts owned by white people posting infographics or things like that are getting bigger and more attention than accounts owned by black people. And I really don't like that. Because why, like, then aren't you kind of just getting fame from doing... It's not a bad thing to do your research and help educate other people. For example, I've seen some white people make infographics saying, uh, dear fellow white people, you know, we need to talk about our yeah. privilege. And yeah, check your privilege. That's, that's a good thing. It, it's just, why are they getting more likes, follows, stuff like that? than black people and I mean you shouldn't just be following black people because you want to look like you support black lives matter but uh <laughs> yeah also there's a lot of people be like the conversation I guess it makes sense from where we are but there's a lot of emphasis on white people and what we should be doing and it's like it's the white person's problem and there's a lot of white people just basically punching the white community, like, I don't know how to, not victimizing, but like, um, like white like guilt. The, yeah, but like aggressive white guilt. I just feel like in this movement, we shouldn't, that shouldn't be the focus. We should be focusing on the actual black community, which in order to do that, you need to have some sort of level of um, understanding of why your community is part of the problem, but. At the same time, I just feel like there's a lot of people that we know that are just posting, like, about themselves and, like, yeah. you know? Definitely. I I could name at least 20 people right now, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I, don't, I think it's good to check your privilege and be self-aware. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't just be about being self-aware. And also, just saying... Just being this whole, like, white guilt thing and being like, oh, my God, we're, we're awful, we're whatever. If you're really just sitting here as a white person whining, <laughs> you're not doing anything. Being self-aware, I'm not going to give you a badge for that. I mean, I'm not the person to be giving you badges, but at the same time. And then the second thing I wanted to bring up. So, you know how people were saying that... Uh, you know, when coronavirus racism was happening, not that many people were standing up for Asians versus now. I actually have, I don't want to say a theory, but I have a thought about it. Mm -hmm. And and this one, disclaimer, I am not trying to be like, I'm not trying to pit one group against another group. I hate when people do that. Mm -hmm. But I think that the reason why white people jumped on Black Lives Matter and didn't support uh, the coronavirus racism thing is because they wouldn't get in trouble for not supporting Asians. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the thing is, Asian, like, I'm not saying that racism in general isn't normalized, because it is. There's a, a lot of today's culture, a lot of things that people say have 
rude from racism, you know, racial profiling, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But people have this whole selective activism thing, and they didn't support they didn't support Asians during the coronavirus racism because I mean they probably did want to blame uh, Asians for coronavirus, and they probably yeah. did. I mean. When we were at school, I heard people saying it. <laughs> when we were at school, I heard people saying it, and I no one was getting mad. No one was getting mad about it. I was I was in graphics, and some kid that pro- wasn't even in the class was ranting to someone in the class, talking about coronavirus and stupid Asian and stuff like that. And none of their friends said anything, and all his friends agreed. Mm-hmm. Everyone else sitting in the room that could hear him. Was agreeing. He wouldn't. But if he said so, but if he said something racist about black black people, people would jump on that. And I don't think that it's because the whole you know like pitting Asians against black people thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because white people think that they're more likely to get in trouble if they don't support black people. There's a lot of people that are doing it just because they feel bad. They yeah. feel like they're gonna look bad. For sure. Anyway, I think that's, that's my two cents. Especially at our school looking at the type the things that people post on their you know their instagram i'm saying the things that people post because that's the way that people talk about these issues like no one really talks about it in real life sometimes but the things that these people are concerned about it's only it's only issues with the black community any other community no one no one really cares about like you know like and I'm talking about the white kids. I'm not talking about people of color who go to our school that only, whatever. But it's always only the white kids who, I don't know, I don't even know. I feel like I'm treading a very touchy line. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Say it and then we'll decide. <laughs> like, there's a lot of, well, obviously, recently, rap and all of this that has roots in black culture is now mainstream media Mm -hmm. when back in the day it was considered hood and ghetto right yeah underground stuff and a lot of the kids at our school you know who i'm talking about have their whole not personality but their whole aesthetic their whole thing the thing that makes them special it comes from the black community, right? Mm-hmm. And just because of that, that's why they're standing up for black culture. Because if they don't, then they're literally culturally appropriating and benefiting off of it. Yeah. I you know. I feel like that's the reason why people are doing all of this. And even like Korea booze and stuff like that. I'm just thinking of that one video of that one girl who was like, I'm sure you've watched it. The girl who was like, I don't want to go to Korea. She was white. She was oh, saying. Yeah, yeah, because all the Korean people would. This is trigger warning, <laughs> mentions of rape. Yes. He literally said that Korean people would rape her because she was pretty. Because she was white. Not because she was pretty, because she was white. Oh, and Asian men yeah, like sorry. white people, yeah. I remembered it wrong. That's very much, like, she, if you saw her, just just by looking at her makeup, 
the downturned eyeliner, you know she's culturally appropriating. Her room was filled with, like, Korean flags. She only ate Korean snacks. Like, she was that girl. But she... She didn't stand up for the culture. She said that the people of that culture would rape her. Yeah. That's basically what is going on with Asians right now. Which isn't, again, we're not trying to the keep that part. <laughs> no, I think we can keep this part. Okay. Like, we're not trying to put, again, like, put Asians and comparing. Obviously, it's two separate things and we should be working together. Yeah. But because we can talk, we can only really talk about Asian issues because we are both Asian. Yeah, we don't, we are, like, we're completely open to addressing issues yeah. with Asians versus versus black people because that's a thing that people are doing but we're not trying to pit anyone against anyone against each other this is just yeah. our personal experiences mm-hmm. and everyone everyone has a different experience mm-hmm. yeah it's just i think that it's important for non-black rappers or non-asian k-pop non-korean k-pop enthusiasts to are, like actually stand up for a community when they're mm-hmm. not doing well if you know what I mean when they're mm-hmm. being attacked because you know if you're you can't be racist to insert race and then enjoy their music enjoy enjoy their food mm-hmm. but if you're doing it to save yourself if you're doing it because you don't because you don't want to look bad check yourself yeah <laughs> stupid <laughs> Oh, feet. I feel like we've been talking about this a lot, but I have one more thing to say. Um, have you seen... Oh, yeah, you have. The whole post on Instagram going around being like... Okay, first of all, there's a lot of people who are now... Because of the whole Trump thing and K-pop stands, like... What's the word? Um, selling out the tickets for Trump's rallies. Yeah. And now K-pop stands are being... Um, they're being awarded for doing stuff like that. Like, K-pop stands are now considered, like, social justice warriors or whatever. That's not true whatsoever. Because if you are a K-pop stand, you are fueling an industry that is probably the one of the most toxic idol industries in the whole world. Yeah. And, like, I mean, we, we mentioned this in the last episode when we were talking mm-hmm. to A's, like, uh, K-pop stands. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's good that they're using Dan Twitter to do something I don't want to say nice, but you know what I mean? Like I yeah. it's nice that they're doing something productive, but at the same time I don't think people should be putting K pop Stan Twitter on a pedestal just because they match BTS uh like one million dollar donation or just because they did that thing with Trump because there is anti-blackness in K-pop. There's cult- cultural appropriation in K-pop, and there's a lot of K-pop fans that don't acknowledge that. Yeah, they turn a blind eye to it because it's their fave, you know? Yeah. My fave also, could never... Yeah, it's like, no, your fave did. <laughs> yeah. Right your there. Fave. I feel like we're thinking about the same person. <laughs> What's that... Probably. What's that meme where it's, a uh, this you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel okay. Wait, are who are you thinking of? Can we say it at the same time? No, okay, I'm too scared. 
I'm gonna say mine. <laughs> I'm thinking of Ratmon. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of Jackson. But I feel like, okay, Jackson, um, okay, wait, also, the three times they did blackface. Oh, T, yeah, I forgot about that. Shoot. Bro, there's just so, there's, there's so much blackface in the K-pop industry. Yeah. This could be a whole other episode, so whatever. Actually, I think we should make this another episode, too. Yeah. If you'd like, if you'd like an episode. On cultural appropriation and K-pop and the hypocrisy, mm-hmm. comment down below. Shoot us a DM. Fill out that suggestion form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. We have a suggestion form. In our, our card. Yeah. Okay, moving back to the topic we were originally focused on. Yeah, another big problem with TikTok is, um, well, I guess this is a big problem with all social medias, but for some reason, like, little teenage boys that are making thirst traps about Black Lives Matter. I'm sure that if you go on your For You page and you're not really following anyone in specific, you'll probably trip upon a video like that. Well, there's one I'm thinking of. It's this boy... Um, you know, all dolled up, looking like a, a, like a, I don't know, I don't want to say F-boy, because swear, but looking like an F-boy. And, um, he's talking in that, like, dumb voice, and he's doing the ahaha, like, pose, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> like, that's his whole thing. And he's like, duet this video if you support Black Lives Matter. It's like, oh my God, are you serious? Bro, yeah, and then he puts up his fist and just waits. At the end. Yeah, like, that's, like, he's, like, let's make a chain of the people who support Black Lives Matter. It's, like, no. That's the same thing as the Instagram repost thing with, uh, repost this if you support Black Lives Matter. Yes! Bye, friends. What the heck? Why are we making it chain mail? Like, a chain mail like that should be, you make up a scary story, and if you don't tag five people, then some girl's gonna (laughs) find you. Like, that's what chain mail should be. We should have left it at that, even though that scared me as a child. Not social movements. That, no, no. So stupid. Yeah. It's also another thing with image. I don't want to look bad. If someone tag, I'm not saying I don't want to look bad. (laughs) But, you know, oh my God, someone tagged me. I don't really actually support Black Lives Matter, but... Now that someone tagged me, I have to repost it. Or else I'm going to look like a racist. What should I do? Yeah. Like, especially, there was that whole thing. I think you tagged me in one. Or I tagged you in it. You know the whole, like, girls girls supporting girls? And it's, like, tag ten girls? I don't have, I I never did that one. Okay, I think I might have tagged you in it. Just as a joke. But, like, it's so stupid. Like, it's, like copy and paste this message if you support girls and whatever and it's like obviously if you get tagged by multiple people and you don't repost it you just seem like a jerk even though I do not agree with that whatsoever we should not if you genuinely like believe in stuff like this the way to go about it is not make a chain mail post on Instagram yeah 
it's just so it's like you're clearly doing this for clout and that's it i got tagged in it a lot but i didn't participate <laughs> i posted on my private story it was made by a guy but like it was like a oh, picture of talking about yeah the futuristic the society tile. or whatever and then it's like oh well i posted that too but the futuristic society and it's like how girls think the world will look if they if they participate in this chain mail thing god yeah same thing about this like i think bleep this out but i think jasper tagged me in one of those like if you support black lives matter and it's like (laughs) probably probably did i mean i uh don't recall seeing that but at the same time i don't that doesn't mean it didn't happen it's just so like i don't know so surface level adding on to what you said about tiktok chain trends i like i said i don't have tiktok i saw um, someone reposted this on instagram but i saw that people were making dance videos to the audio uh, I want to say it was arrest the ki- the killers of Breonna Taylor, or it was arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor, and people were making dance videos to it. Yeah, people like um, add their own lyrics to that one dance on TikTok, and then dance to it, and they think that's spreading the word when really it just comes across as you are treating it as a trend, a dance trend, like. Yeah, I saw, um, I think this was in my Explore page, but a a Black, uh, like, social media activist, I don't know if that's the right term to use, because some people are online activists, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Like, they have their own blogs and stuff like that. They reposted a video of uh, this Black teenage girl doing the dance to what I just said and they were saying how uh it doesn't it doesn't help make quote-unquote our community look good yeah there's like another thing on the flip side I mean there's um I've been seeing a lot of TikToks where it's like it looks like the the video is just someone it's not people dancing it's people maybe like painting or like a baking video but the audio is like um them talking and like basically just spitting facts about um i don't know maybe it different like issues going on and they're using a different um video from the audio because it's like the tiktok algorithm something about the algorithm like taking down videos that oh, are yeah. blatantly about things. So it's like you if you share the video, it'll be spread around more. But it's the audio that's like actually informative, which I think those videos are good to some extent. But when people are like making them dance videos and saying that that's activism, it's not. Yeah. It's basically just like the Manny thing. Like people are, they think they're doing something, but you're really just making it seem like a joke. Yeah, I think a really important thing uh, with activism in general is you you have to check your intention. Mm -hmm. Because there's a time and place to be funny. 
Mm-hmm. And even though it is a Gen Z thing to use jokes as a coping mechanism, sometimes it's not the right place. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> yeah, another thing that was being made into a meme or a trend, I think it was mostly just made into a meme, was Ma- Megan the Stallion. She got shot in in both feet by a rapper, uh, Tony Lane. And then everyone was making memes about it, being like, she deserved it, or, oh, Megan, when this... I'll add a few uh, screenshots on the screen for the YouTube people. But it was... She went to the hospital. She had to get surgery. I she mean, got... she got shot. <laughs> Period. That should be like enough on its own. Her, like getting shot by someone. That is insane. That le- that leaves a mark on you, and I don't. And I don't mean just physical. Yeah, like that causes. So many problems, and the fact that people are just clowning her, or making it light out of this situation. A lot of the memes were also very centered on how she deserved it, which, uh, uh. (laughs) Yikes. And it sucked, because if something like that were to happen to the people that made the memes, family, friends, they obviously wouldn't be acting like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they would, but you know what I mean? People don't understand until it happens to themselves or, or someone people. they like. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> people are <laughs> so <laughs> apathetic. <laughs> yeah. It's not even I... apathetic, though. It's like straight up just making fun of someone. Sorry, yeah. I cut you off. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I was just kind of making it end point about um, Megan but it's just why I know <laughs> sorry it sounds like I don't know how to speak but <laughs> I'm at a loss for words yeah people are just dumb sad yeah um she made a Megan made a Instagram live and I have a, I have a quote here from it Black women are so unprotected and we hold so many things in the protective feelings of others without considering our own. It might be funny to y'all on the internet and just another messy topic for you to talk about, but this is my real life and I'm real life hurt and traumatized. Exactly. People, I don't know. Not everything is a mean guy. I know. know. And memes are fun, but no. Like, I don't know. There's just, this generation is crossing the line, running across the line of what's acceptable and what's not, what we shouldn't be making a meme of. Yeah. Because this stuff is serious. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're listening and you reshare, this isn't isn't about that, this is just... Just check yourself. Yeah. That's the whole, that's the main message. Just check yourself. It's not, and even though this is about how we shouldn't celebrate white people for being anti-racist, 
and like people non-black people shouldn't think that they're safe just because they they're not um white yeah anyone can be racist not that that is on <laughs> no i'm not doing that <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i can understand why some people don't understand or why some people don't see the line you know because obviously if you're from a community that doesn't experience this stuff and seeing it all over the news all of a sudden you're desensitized to it because one you don't understand it but two it's all around you yeah but that's the problem (laughs) one thing that was making like it's rounds across instagram well i haven't seen it you did but People were sharing a post saying, so effing weird how all your friends are white. And the people that we, or you saw reposting this, are also white people. Yeah. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Oh no. Continue, please. I was, is it a graphic or was it just like a, something that said that? It was, it was a graphic. It was a, kind of like one of those quote posts. So it didn't really explain it? No, it didn't. It was... What the heck? (laughs) It was basically like a quote post, if that makes sense. You know, solid colored background, text. So effing weird how all your friends are white. I think, okay. I could go off on this. That... (laughs) (laughs) So, first of all, the people who are posting this, or that did post this, they're white. Yeah. Um, and because we know these people, we can say that they live and are surrounded by people who live in predominantly white neighborhoods. We go to school with them, and we this school is a predominantly white school. It's Basically, like, 90% white kids. Yeah. There's actually a lot of students, when um, you say that, they argue and say, no, it's actually, like, 60%. It's like, are your eyes open? Like, no. (laughs) So what I'm so mad about is that, I don't know, like, why are you posting this? What, What do you expect your friends to look like if you live in a neighborhood that's only white people? Like, what, what, what point are you trying to make? What does it mean? I do not understand. <laughs> yeah, um, it's so effing weird how you equate being woke with how many non-white friends you have. Exactly. And also, I mean, listen, it's perfectly possible to make friends outside of your neighborhood, outside of your city of different races. But they're not Pokemon cards. Are you collecting five Japanese friends, two black friends, one Chinese friend, yeah, one Russian friend? Is that how it works? What's the what's the ultimate card? Someone who's mixed with everything, but no white. The ultimate rare Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) What's the name of that dragon card from? Yu-Gi-Oh, I think. I no God, I'm going to get canceled by whoever is listening to this that knows what it is. Um, 
No, but that's that's how the post come, comes across as. Because it's like, I don't know. When you're talking about friends, what it should be is that you make friends with someone because of who they are. It shouldn't be yeah. that all your friends are white. Oh my God, you're not friends with any people of color. Like, what? <laughs> like, are you making friends with them just because they're a person of color? Just so you can yeah. have that card? Just so you can say, oh, my friend is black, so I can say that. Like, yeah, exactly. It perpetuates the idea yeah. that you're not racist simply because you have a black friend, simply because you have a Mexican friend, simply because you have a native friend or whatever. It's just... So you think that because you have a friend that's non-white, you're woke, you're anti-racist? Exactly. Like, you live in... No, I'll bleep that whole sentence out. But what... What do you think your friends are going to look like? <laughs> yeah, it, de- it definitely has to do with where you grew up. Because, I mean, if you grew up in a predominantly Asian community, you're probably going to have mostly Asian friends until you're older and you can leave your community and, yeah. I don't know, get a job, volunteer, stuff like that. That's exactly. circumstantial. <laughs> I just... This post doesn't even solve anything. No, it doesn't. It's literally just white people shaming other white people for having white friends. And it's being shared in a circle of people who live in white communities. So they're just guilt tripping each other, even though the people who are posting this, their friends are also 90% white. Yep. (laughs) Like, what, what is the point of that? What point are you trying to make? Yeah, we're not, I'm not here so you can say that you're not racist to Chinese. I am here because I am. (laughs) Oh my god. I, that post, I mean, I I also exist for you to ask me for math help and then ignore me. (laughs) That's a whole nother story. Slash throwback to model minority myth episode. You look smart. You look smart. Or I expected your mark to be higher than that. Why is that, sir? Why did you think that? Why did you think I'd have a 99 in math? Is it because I look like... (laughs) What are you implying? So I guess basically our end point is just anti-racism should be normal. We shouldn't be celebrating people for being anti-racist because it's the bare minimum. Watching and reading about anti-racism doesn't make you anti-racist. Mm-hmm. Like, just be a decent human being. That's not something that people should applaud you for. Yeah. Also, you know should, oh, yes. What were you saying? What were you saying? You know what we should celebrate, though? <laughs> Do it. We should celebrate our 10th episode. (laughs) God. We made the joke twice. Are you proud of us? We beat a dead horse once. We punched it. It's the equivalent to killing a horse. You're getting a little graphic here. Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Rihanna. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 
the news can be pretty overwhelming nowadays, so be a little weary of that. Don't always be on your phone. It's good to educate yourself and know what's going on, but yeah. you shouldn't, no one should just sit there and con- consume all that. It's mm-hmm. not healthy for anyone. No, and also don't feel the need to repost everything. You shouldn't feel guilty for not posting anything. If you yourself as a person is not racist, that is already better than half the people using all this performative activism, you know? Yeah. This... Do it Do it your way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Educate yourself. Check your privilege. Check yourself. Do what needs to be done. But also take There's, care of yourself. There isn't a... Yeah, there isn't a checklist, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I did these five things, I'm, I'm off the hook. Yeah. Take care of yourself, guys. Please. <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> what? <laughs> you what? That's enough. That's enough for me to say. Just your name. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> You know what I mean. What are you doing accusing me in front of our audience? <laughs> Not my fault I don't get enough sleep. You guys you guys don't hear this in our podcast, but cars drive by my house all the time and blast music. And that happens even at 3 a.m. <laughs> but also sometimes you work too hard. Okay, yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Tiffany is on her grind all the time, but she also (laughs) needs to sleep. Please. Please. Okay, you you guys rest, and I will rest too. Good. Thank you, promise, okay? I'm waiting. Don't leave me hanging. (laughs) Anyways, thanks for tuning in to our 10th episode. Leave a comment about what you think about the whole performative activism thing. You know, let us know what your favorite episode was. Yeah. You know, to happy 10th episode. We got 10 episodes. Maybe you only liked one. And I mean, it's a working progress. I'll take it. We'll take any comments we can get. <laughs> Constructive criticism. Constructive. Emphasis on the don't... constructive. Just don't bully us, you know? <laughs> We're not famous enough to start getting bullied. Yeah. Constructive. Okay, well, if you want to find out more about us, check out the card link in our Instagram bio. It contains links to our streaming platforms such as Spotify, Anchor, and more. And follow us for more behind-the-scenes content, announcements, and other random things we decide to put on there. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.